The college baseball experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also, we're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure you smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash podcast. Let it ride. What's going on, everybody? My name is Noah Beanick, a.k.a. 77, and I'm here to preview Week 11 of college baseball and also get into a little bit of the college baseball stock market. Uh, I had this idea planned. We were going to get the Spitting Seeds boys on for this podcast, but, again, schedules couldn't really work with them. They're busy guys. So, uh, yeah, throughout the stretch run um, and the road to Omaha, my goal is to get them on as much as possible, but, you know, just – couldn't work this week, but I still have everything out in front of me planned ahead and uh, going to jump right into it. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get this podcast out early because NFL draft is going to dominate a lot of the listens throughout the week. So um, figure half the time on Friday night or on Thursday night, we don't even have Friday's college baseball lines. So we're just going off of what we think the lines are going to be at. So I feel like this weekend it's, or uh, recording this earlier in the week, it's kind of the same deal. Um, and why not, if it convenience to you guys, why not just put it out just a little bit earlier this week? So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with it too. I planned, like I said, the college baseball stock market. But before we hop into that, why don't I tell you quickly about Shady Rays again? Um, we're running a special parlay of the day contest for people who've bought their Shady Rays from ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN. Each day of the NFL draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. If the parlay cat hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to get started. And like I said, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sun- sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good and as exp- as just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look as good and feel as good as any. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off 
plus two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself using the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Yeah, my ad reads a, my ad reads are a little bit shaky still. Um, Ryan Solo today, like we mentioned, but uh, no Colby. He's going down to Columbia here. I think this is last week in America. Um, and then he'll be in Columbia for May, back just in time for the NCAA tournament, I believe. So this might uh, happen more often. The grind's about to begin. We were going two times a week um, last May, which I know is not normal for most college baseball podcasts. But, um, yeah, midweek is just kind of hectic, and I think it's, you know, hit or miss gambling-wise. But uh, definitely going to get more looks at the third, fourth, fifth starters for some of these teams during the stretch run. And then when we get into conference tournaments, we're going every day. The college baseball experience really picks up, and it gets ton gets plenty of fun. We were on a uh, profit streak of 16 of 18 days last postseason, so it started off hot, and it stayed hot. Um, but like I said, let's get into this college baseball stock market because – I wrote an article last week that I want to buy stock in a couple of these teams. I put five teams in that article to win it all, win the College World Series. And I told you guys that I'd be coming back this week and I'd talk about a few of those teams. Um, the first team that I am buying stock in right now, and I recommend you to as well, is Dallas Baptist. The Patriots just had a 14-game win streak snapped by TCU in the midweek, but it's a midweek baseball game, which I just mentioned. They get hectic. Um, it makes it a great time to buy, though, after that loss. DBU currently sits 15th overall in the RPI. It's an important tool for seeding teams in the NCAA baseball tournament field and the pats they have the seven the nation's 17th best team era at 386 all four of dallas baptist starting pitchers ryan johnson braxton bragg zach heaton and bryson hammer have a sub 450 era i think this is an omaha caliber pitching staff last week like i said i wrote that article giving out dbu to win the college world series at 125 to 1 on points bet that number has since shrunk to 60 to 1 I still recommend that it's a good play. Um, it's so cool still. like It's been, what, six days since I wrote that article and it got published on our website. There's not much content going around uh, college baseball betting and an article that picks up steam, like I'm sure that might have done, dropped it 65 cents over the, uh, over the week. <laughs> like I said, I'm still kind of new to this whole thing, but that's so cool. Um, so I hope you guys got on, uh, read that article, got in on that, but I still recommend it. I think Dallas Baptist at 60 to one, this team does have a quality shot at hosting a regional. And if they don't, they're in central America and maybe they get sent West where I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if any of those PAC 12 hosts are going to be good enough to make a run to, uh, Omaha this year. So Love Dallas Baptist. Buy stock now. Um, and I'm going to buy low. This is my second team. I'm going to buy low in Virginia. The Cavaliers were just swept by Notre Dame over the weekend, but this is still the only team in the country that ranks in the top 15 in the nation for batting average, which their first ERA, their squad is fourth, and fielding percentage, their 12th. Virginia boasts a stellar rotation of three guys with ERAs below 320, in Brian Edgerton, Jack O'Connor, and Connolly Eerly. 
with two absolute dogs in the lineup, Jake Jeloff and Jake Jeloff and Kyle Teal inside a stellar offense. UVA is a team with postseason experience. Some of them were on that 2021 Omaha squad too. You can currently find Virginia at 20 to one to win the whole damn thing on DraftKings. So yeah, all in on Virginia, all in on Dallas Baptist. Now the team that I'm selling, I'm selling stock in Kentucky. Uh, the Wildcats are currently ranked 13th in the country by D1 Baseball, but I'm selling them because of their schedule coming up. They play at Vanderbilt, they host South Carolina, they're at Tennessee, and they host Florida. All four of those teams currently are in the top 16. That's a gauntlet, and I don't know if the Cats can survive. Kentucky shouldn't fall too far, but I don't think they'll have a top 16 regional hosting resume come Memorial Day. Um, and then I didn't have two teams that I'm selling stock in this week. I'm selling the idea of eight power conference teams in Omaha this year. I find it so hard to believe that 2023 isn't the first year since 2017 we see a mid-major in Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, just look at the list of contenders there is. East Carolina, Campbell, Coastal Carolina, UConn, Dallas Baptist, UTSA, Indiana State, UCSB, Fullerton, and even Northeastern can be thrown in the mix. Some of these schools could have they, – they could host a regional if they finish the season hot with the Big 12 and Pac-12 conferences looking like lacking really good host teams. So for me, the little guy is always going to steal our hearts here at the College Experience. I'm another one that I, I mean, my fandom is with Michigan and it's a big 10 baseball team. So uh, just out of spirit, I'm not going to hitch my wagon on uh, a, a, another power conference team as it is. I kind of lay claim to Florida because um, my aunt played basketball there, but you know, my, my, my fandom is going to be with a uh, little guy this year to say the least. And you know, East Carolina was in that article that I wrote up last week. Uh, and I would love to see if you guys think that Colby's bad when East Carolina is just knocking on the door. Imagine if they actually get to Omaha this year. Um, and yeah, that's, that covers the college baseball stock market that I wanted to talk to talk about. Um, we were originally going to have at least two, three more uh, people on this podcast. So we we're going to bounce back teams and I only planned for two, but uh, yeah, when you're hosting solo pods or when I'm hosting solo pods, one, it takes me like three times as long to handicap the games in the series than to talk about them. So I really kind of, uh, you know, the, the, these podcasts are shorter than the rest of them on SGPN, I feel like. And, you know, I question the, sometimes the quality or of the pod myself that I'm hosting. Um, I just hope that the college baseball gamblers out there understand. And, uh, yeah, they enjoy it because, you know, Colby is the entertaining guy. I, I'm kind of just coming and I say all the stats and it seems boring to me. Um, but, you know, uh, the the ethos and the stats is kind of like what I think you need to handicap baseball with. Um, before we get into, I ranked the top 20 series this week. Uh, originally, I was going to have some of the guys like banter back and forth whether they thought a series was better than the other that I had ranked. But really, I, I handicapped the 20 series. I'm going to give out a winner. 
for each of the 20 that I thought were the best series of the weekend. Um, and we'll get on our way with the uh, week 11 of college baseball. But first, let me talk to you about underdog fantasy, which were brought to you by uh, the NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at underdog fantasy besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games. They've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Also, part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for our members of our Discord. It's completely free to join and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up leak. Um, before the NFL draft, I don't know if any of you guys are into uh, gambling on the NFL draft, um, but uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast has been putting out a ton of content, and one of mine that I've looked forward to this year, I was in it last year as well, was the 2023 NFL mock draft that we did. Um, we get a ton of contributors throughout the company. There's over 60 of us and even some outside contributors too that we have made good friendships with. Um, it gets really fun, and each of us pick for our team of choice and fandom. So I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions. I didn't pick for number six. Um, I'll let you guys watch and get surprised by that one, but Nolan Smith, the linebacker for Georgia or from Georgia, slipped all the way down to 18, so I took him for the Detroit Lions. Um, but, uh, yeah, college baseball show. Let's jump into the top 20 series of the week. At number 20, I had to put it in there for sentimental value. It's the one that I've had circled on my schedule all year long. It is April 28th. Um, the game will be played um, the first game of the series and it's just now getting into like watching baseball weather. We all know that there's baseball weather that you can play in, or at least we do in the North. You can play in like 45, 50 degree weather for baseball, but you still get the stinger in on your hands off the barrel or off the tip of the bat. Watching baseball weather, it's like 60 degrees. Um, the weather this week in Michigan for the Oklahoma State at Michigan series. It's the one I have circled all year long. Cannot wait. Um, it's kind of lacked as luster now because Oklahoma State's kind of, you know, scuffling around along here in the Big 12 conference along with the rest of that conference. But, uh, you know, it, it's only going to be about 50 degrees. So I'm going to be probably in at least long sleeves, maybe even a jacket for this one. Um, but, uh, you know, I cannot wait for it. It's the one – I don't live in the South, so I don't have the pleasure of going to all these series every other weekend. Um, maybe sometime down the road that becomes a luxury for me, but, you know, it is what it is. But I will be there uh, at the park, Ray Fisher Stadium, where the Cowboys, they are 7-5 and five on the road this year, but the Wolverines, they're only 11-7 and seven at home. Michigan has a 256 batting average and a 596 ERA. Both are good for third to last in the Big Ten. Oklahoma State is hitting 300, which is third in the Big 12, but they only own an ERA of 529. I'm nervous, obviously, because Michigan lacks the firepower on both sides of the ball. Um, 
but I hope that we can battle in this one um, and get into that Oklahoma State bullpen, maybe even steal a game. Friday is going to play completely different from the rest of the series. I think I think Collar, Connor O'Halloran um, and Warren Watts-Brown will both deal. Um, both of them are not confirmed because – I'm doing this earlier in the week. We don't have the write-ups from the teams on the websites that I usually go to for the confirmed starting pitching matchups. But I think those two are going to go. O'Halloran has been the Friday night guy for Michigan all year, and Warren Watts-Brown has started a couple of the last Friday games for Oklahoma State. I think they both deal in game one. We see a low-scoring game, but games two and game three, um, I know totals are hard to find in college baseball. DraftKings has removed them, but I can still see them on uh, Caesars and BetMGM that I commonly use. Um, I think we could see 15 or more runs scored. in these games, even though it's 40 degrees. So I think the pokes, I'm going to, I'm going to root for them to take two or three. Cause I do want to see teams that I see in person do well uh, throughout the year. So I, I want Oklahoma state to win the series that way they can maybe get into that hosting picture. Um, <laughs> but I know it's an uphill climb um, and I'll, I'll root for Michigan to steal one, but I, I definitely don't want them to win the series. Cause then it's just like, Man, I just saw Oklahoma State, uh, their season go by the wayside by the hands of my own team. Um, But number 19, I ranked McNeese State and Incarnate Word. Uh, These two teams, don't turn the podcast off because I said those two teams as my 19th best series. These two teams have the overall best records in the Southland, and both squads rank second and third in the conference in scoring and fourth and fifth in batting average with a 285 for the Cardinals and 279 for the Cowboys. McNeese has the second best pitching staff in the conference with a 411 ERA and incarnate word ranks sixth with a 530 on Friday. I feel pretty good about the Pokes winning because I think they're going to throw Grant Rogers. Who's nine and zero with a 177 ERA, 68 strikeouts, 10 walks and 71.1 innings pitched. They would just need to sneak out another W in the series to take it. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to say that McNeese wins the series. Um, at 18, I ranked another one of these mid-majors. I swear, don't turn off the podcast. We're we're hitting some of the little guys, and then we'll get into the big series of the weekend. Um, but these are some of the best series that these conferences are going to see all year. At 18, I have Fairleigh Dickinson at Central Connecticut. Fairleigh Dickinson and Central Connecticut are the two top clubs in the NEC. Those two teams rank first and second for batting average in the Northeast Conference. The Knights, the Knights have a 295 average and the Blue Devils 294. However, Central Connecticut has an ERA about a run and a half better than Fair Dick, 520 compared to a 665. I'm going to take the better pitching staff, and that's the Blue Devils here, especially especially with Dominic Neiman and Jake Newman starting two of their games. So that's where I'm going. Blue Devils here, Central Connecticut. Uh, Again, some of these books, you've been able to find odds for the top games in the conferences. Um, Our former sponsor offers a lot of these uh, mid-majors and low-major games. So I definitely encourage you to look over there. Starts with a W, ends with a bet. Uh, 17th, I've ranked Florida A&M at Alabama State. Marks the second week in a row that we're talking about a SWAC series. Both of these teams are tied for the best record in the SWAC and for first place in the East. 
There's a clear edge on paper to the Hornets of Alabama State on the pitching side. They have the number one staff in the SWAC with a 490 year rate compared to Florida 8 ms 790, which is only sixth in the conference. Um, if there was a squad that could touch up the SWAC power pitching staff, it would be FAMU uh, or FAMU. I don't know how people in the South say that, but uh, they have six guys raking above 300. But I bet on pitching staff to I pit, bet on pitching to prevail in college baseball. Florida A&M, actually, I bet on pitching to prevail in baseball in general. Florida A&M is only seven and seven on the road. Bama State is sixteen and seven at home. I'm going to take the Hornets of Alabama State to win this series. Um, at sixteen, I've ranked the Florida Gulf Coast at Austin Pay or. Jesus, I can't talk today. The Florida Gulf Coast at Austin P series. Austin P is one game behind Florida Gulf Coast, who is leading the A Sun right now. Both of these teams are first and second in scoring and batting average inside this conference. So expect to see a lot of runs in this series. I think the series is a total coin flip. I'm going to go with the Eagles here because they have been great on the road this year with a 14 and 6 record. And I think that they are just carrying the torch for the A-Sun. I think they'll end up on top when uh, push comes to shove for conference tournament seeding. Um, at number 15, here we go. Uh, some of you guys might be enjoyed to hear some Big 12 teams. Um, this one is also a 11.7 Circa Pick'em contest, which last week was actually one of my worst weeks uh, of this podcast had a couple of losing games. My lock dog went 0 and 2. Colby did go 2 and 0 in last weekend's podcast, but uh, the first 11.7 circa pick'em contest series that I have ranked in the top 20 is at 15, and it's the 14th team in the country, Texas, traveling to Fort Worth to take on TCU. Both teams were swept last week. Texas is a game and a half back from the Big 12 lead, and TCU is two and a half games back. The Longhorns are six and five on the road this year, and the Horn Frogs are 12 and eight at home. Kirk Sarlus's squad has yet to lose a Big 12 series at home this year, and I think that's a has a good chance to hold. Lucas Gordon probably deals Texas a win on Friday. I'm not going to bet against him. Like I said last weekend, uh, they lost to Oklahoma. Like I said, all three games. Um, I, I don't think Lucas Gordon's going to lose back-to-back starts. So give me him to win it on Friday for Texas. But I think TCU can sneak out game two and game three. Uh, 14th. In my top 20 countdown for best series of the weekend, I have Elon at Charleston. This one's also another 11.7 circa pick'em contest. Um, both teams are tied for third in the CAA. Elon has the lowest batting average in the conference with a 268, and Charleston ranks fifth with a 278. Both pitching staffs are top-notch, though, ranking third and fourth in the Colonial. If I was still alive in the survivor pool, my pick this week would be CFC. I think Elon is just too reliant on the long ball, and it's cost them lately as they've lost their last two series at William & Mary and at home against Stony Brook. Give me the Cougars, who are 20-6 and six at home this year, to win this series. Um, and that's going to be a theme today in the 11.7 contest from me. Um, then 13th overall 
in the top 20 series of the weekend. I have Texas Tech, who's 16th in the nation in D1 baseball's rankings, at Kansas State. Kansas State is a half game back of the Big 12 lead, and they host Texas Tech, who's a full game back of the lead. Texas Tech is 3-6 and six on the road so far, and K-State forgot to write that stat down, but they are over 500. <laughs> um, the Red Raiders, they can flat out rake. They have the best offense in the Big 12, hitting 322 as a team with 386 runs scored. K-State is hitting 271. That's good for eighth out of nine Big 12 teams, but they're the third highest scoring offense. Again, they're a team that relies on the long ball, but I'll lean to the Wildcats because they've been good at home this year. So I'm taking another home team here with the Kansas State Wildcats to take down Texas Tech. Um, at 12, this one's going to be exciting, folks. Uh, maybe not as much of a marquee matchup as we hoped it would be at the, in the preseason, but we have the Link Jarrett Bowl, Florida State at Notre Dame. Uh, it takes place in South Bend, and it marks Jarrett's first return to Notre Dame since taking the Fighting Irish to the College World Series last season and his alma mater's head coaching job at Florida State. Um what what started off as a promising season turned into a rebuilding year quickly for Coach Jarrett in his first year coaching at his alma mater. That program that he built up at Notre Dame is still competing very well, and I expect an energized bunch taking on their old coach this weekend. I'm riding with Notre Dame. After all, they did make me quite a bit of money last postseason, so why would I switch, switch sides now? Um, at, coming in at number 11, we have the 10th team in the country, Coastal Carolina at Louisiana. This series also lacks the marquee quality that it could have had just a week ago, and that's because the Raging Cajuns got swept at James Madison over the weekend. Shout out Patty C. Coastal Carolina sits atop the Sun Belt standings with Louisiana three games behind the Chanticleers. This weekend, it will be a battle of strength on strength. Coastal has the number one scoring offense in the Sun Belt, and they're traveling to the best pitching staff in the conference. Louisiana is 18-7 and seven at home this year. The Shots haven't lost the series all season long, but I'm calling my shot right now. Calling it right now. They lose 2-3 at Louisiana, and if not, they won't lose the series all year long. So give me the Raging Cajuns here. Um... Getting into my top 10 series of the weekend now, we have Fairfield at Ryder. The top two teams in the MAC, the MAC, the MAAC, will tussle over the weekend. Fairfield owns the conference's number one scoring offense with a 318 batting average. Ryder ranks seventh with a 270, but the Bronx own the best pitching staff in the league with a 430 ERA, which is a full run better, a full run and a half better than the second best staff in the conference fairfields with a 584 era um i'm going to side with the home team here that has pretty much the better pitching staff and rider but it's also a very intriguing low major series that will play an important role in this conference tournament seating setup so um i will have my eyes glued to some of these scores over the weekend again i don't know how much i'm going to be able to watch i'm planning on attending all three games in the oklahoma state michigan series but uh yeah i'm going to go with rider here the bronx uh coming in at nine we have our first acc series of the countdown it is the 18th team in the country north carolina visiting virginia tech Last week, the Tar Heels were swept off the field by Boston College, and Virginia Tech took 2-3 from Florida State. 
the Hokies, they're a completely different squad at home than on the road. 16 and 5 at home with the ACC's third highest scoring offense. So I'm going with Virginia Tech. Um, eight. We have another ACC series, and it's a top 20 matchup between number 17, Miami, Florida, and number 12 in the country ranked by D1 Baseball, Louisville. And this is a circa 11.7 contest series, and these two teams have been pretty much similar to each other all year long. Miami, they kind of always have a disappointing, uh, you know, uh, living up to their expectations, they always kind of disappoint. And Louisville has fit that bill this year as well, ever since the Shriners. The Canes, they're 4-11 and 11 away from home. The Cards are 20-5 and five at home. So I think that's the stat of the day, folks. In a series that's even on paper on, uh, in this one, uh, the 8th and 10th best scoring offenses in the ACC, both teams with a 975 fielding percentage. Give me the dominant home team to beat the weak road team. Uh, Louisville also has a team ERA, a full run. Uh, Miami also has a team ERA, a full run worse than Louisville's. So let's go cards there. Coming in at number seven is another top 25 matchup in the Pac-12. It's 19th country in the 19th team in the country, Arizona State. At number 23, Oregon, the Sun Devils are currently in first place in the Pac-12. Who, who saw that coming? And the Ducks are two and a half games behind them. Arizona State is only seven and eight on the road. Oregon is 19 and nine at home. I think these two teams are polar, opposite, polar opposites of each other. The Sun Devils, they have electric bats, and the Ducks have one of the top staffs in the West. This is... This was the toughest series for me to pick, but I'm going to go with the Ducks here. Again, you know, whenever it's a 50-50 toss-up, I most likely lean to the pitching. I think on any given day, good pitching staff beats a great hitting team. So that's where I'm going for this one. Um, and we'll get into our top six series here. Sorry for the page flip. That's ever loud. I have no idea how loud I ever do it. But, you know, at number six, we have another 11.7 Circa contest series. It's in the Big Ten, Maryland at Indiana. It's the marquee matchup of the year for the Big Ten. And of course, there's not a team ranked in the 25, top 25. The preseason conference favorite is one game out of first place behind Indiana. Maryland has the second worst ERA in the Big Ten with a 603. Indiana has a 458 ERA. Both staffs will face the top two offenses in the league. Not only do the Hoosiers have the much better pitching staff, but they are 22 and 1. At home, the Terps are only 11 and 10 away from home, so I'm going to take IU here. Um, it's the resurgence of the Hoosiers baseball program for sure. Um, coming in at fifth in the top five series of the weekend, ranked by yours truly, um, in college baseball. I have Fullerton at Northridge. The Big the Big West revival continues as Cal State Fullerton is making noise nationally, and Cal State Northridge is tied for second in the conference with UCSB. The Matadors have a 314 batting average, which is the best in the conference. The Titans have the second best average with a 287. Both teams are tied for the fourth best ERA in the Big West, and that's at 468. 
Um, this is also a really tough series to pick. Fullerton has been great on the road so far this year with a 10 and 3 record, but Northridge, they have been at 14 and 3 at home. This series and the Arizona State versus Oregon series were so tough for me to separate. I really want to check the pitching matchups for when they, uh, these games, the, I really want to check out these games, pitching matchups when they come out. Um, but for now, I'm going to cop out and take Fullerton to win. I've really bought into this team's lineup. They've been raking over pretty much every pitching staff in the country that they've faced so far. I am going to take them to do it again here at Cal State Northridge. Also coming in at the top five of the best college baseball weekend series this weekend, I have Duke at North Carolina. Duke at number eight, Virginia at four in the countdown. This is an 11.7 Circa contest series. The Blue Devils just pulled off a huge sweep at NC State, and the Cavaliers were just swept away from South Bend by Notre Dame. UVA is a half game back of Duke, who currently sits atop the ACC Coastal Standings. The Blue Devils are 6-4 and four on the road, and the Hoos are 23-2. and two at home these two squads have the second and third best pitching staffs in the acc duke has a 349 era and uva a 372 but their offense has the best average in the league at 334 duke ranks 10th in the acc with a 282 i think this is a huge bounce back spot for virginia duke riding in high after they beat campbell in the midweek and they sweep uh nc state at nc state i think this is uh, two teams in opposite spots, Virginia in a bounce back, Duke in a letdown. Um, it's a huge spot for Virginia to get up. But uh, shout out to my guy, Alex Mooney, from my neck of the woods. He's hitting 344 for Duke and had a big walk-off home run last weekend against NC State. But I got to go with the Hoos here. Um, in the top three, third best college baseball weekend series, in my opinion, this weekend in week 11 is Texas A&M at number five, Arkansas. Jim Schlossnagel's Aggies are doing the exact same thing that they did last season. They got off to a slow start, but now they've won four, seer, four SEC series in a row and will look to parlay that in Fayetteville where the Hogs are 25-3 and three at Baumwalker this season. Texas A&M is playing their best ball right now, but I think this is a tremendous bounce back spot for the Hogs after getting swept last weekend by Georgia. Give me Arkansas to win this series. Then the sixth and final 11.7 series of the weekend, I ranked it number two in the top college baseball weekend series. This weekend in week 11 is number 22, UCLA at number nine, Stanford. These are the two preseason favorites of the Pac-12. They meet on the farm this weekend as Stanford has the second best scoring offense in the country. UCLA has the second worst, but the Bruins have the best pitching staff in the league with a 367, and Stanford's ERA is 534, good for eighth in the Pac-12. Yeah, these two teams have kind of been disappointing this year relative to preseason expectations, but it's still going to be a very intriguing series to see who the top team in the West is going to be. Ultimately, one of these two teams will probably host one, one or two of two max of the hosts that the Pac-12 gets this year, in my opinion. So I think the winner has set themselves up to host. Um, I want to see if the UCLA arms are going to be able to keep Stanford's hitters from getting uh, Stanford's hitters from getting going this weekend, but the Bruins are only five and nine on the road and I have to fade that. So I'm rolling them with the trees here. 
give me Stanford to win that series. And in case you guys weren't uh, keeping track, six 11.7 series every weekend, the home teams are 40 and 18 in this 11.7 contest. And in general, it's hard to win on the road, win series on the road in college baseball. That's a great strategy. Um, and that's one reason why your boy is currently tied for seventh in this contest, four games out of first. I'm 41 and 17 picking these series. There's six series every weekend. Um, so haven't been doing too bad in that uh, plane. But, you know, I haven't been taking all six home teams every weekend. I just think that this weekend, some chalk's going to hit. And for my number one ranked series of the weekend, week 11, I have the 13th team in the country, Kentucky, at the number fourth team in the country, ranked by D1 Baseball, Vanderbilt. The Commodores return home to host the top 15 SEC matchup against the Kentucky Wildcats after getting swept by their in-state rival, Tennessee. These two teams rank seventh and eighth in scoring and fourth and fifth for ERA in the SEC with a 384 and 408 ERAs, respectively. <laughs> I think Carter Holton's return was spoiled by Tennessee last weekend in a game one walk-off, but he pitched well, and I think Vanderbilt, uh, they come home where they are 19-5 and five on the year, and they take at least two of three in the Holton and Devin Futrell starts. Um, that's where I think they'll get at least two of their three wins this weekend against Kentucky. So that will do it. Um, that's all I had planned for this podcast. Um, thank you all for tuning in. There will be more of these, um, and honestly, like if you are in the college baseball com- community and you like betting on the college baseball action, hit me up because you know going solo for a podcast it's not one of my favorite things to do. I like to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and just have a conversation really on a podcast. Uh, going solo is all, always a little bit awkward for me, but last year I was doing it after dark again today, after dark college baseball podcast coming at you from Noah Beanick. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at 77 NB. If you're listening to this on the podcast side, leave a rating or a review, whatever your platform does. We greatly appreciate it. We'll read those reviews on air. Um, and yeah, it helps tremendously with the uh, putting this podcast out there for the people to listen to. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button because um, Colby and the gang are putting out quality content left and right for college football this off season. And also we're doing college basketball episodes weekly. So uh, yeah, people love the college ba- basketball this year, and Moneyline Mac has no uh, he is, uh, has no interest in stopping that content train this offseason. So lots of transfer portal stuff coming out, and you might see me over there too. I've been helping out um, throughout the year uh, with them. <sighs> the ending these podcasts are always so tough for me to do too, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm serious about if you're in the college baseball community on Twitter or whatever, and you like to gamble on these games, hit me up because I will have you on the podcast. Last year, there were various podcasts that I either had an interview or I had guys come in and make picks on games with me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, we had Doug Ziefel from Action Network last year. Hopefully, he's still with them, and hopefully I didn't give out action to a, a 
a bad shout out, but shout out to Doug. Um, might get him back on if people liked him. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a couple of listeners on too. So hit me up because I'm all ears and having you on the pod. Um, also give me ideas of who I should interview last year. I interviewed a couple of radio broadcast guys for each respective or for some of the respective teams that were doing well during the season. I can definitely do that again. Uh, reach out to a couple of the guys <coughs> and use my connections. But yeah, I mean, follow us on Twitter TCE on SGPN because throughout this weekend at Michigan, I'll be posting uh, some pictures, some videos, some highlights um, from you know, my weekend at Ray Fisher Stadium for the Oklahoma State and Michigan baseball series. Um, with that, I bid you adieu. You've been experiencing experiencing the better side of college baseball with the college baseball experience. I killed that outro, I think. Hopefully, again, getting in the rhythm and the flow of things, hosting solo pods, because I'm going to have to get used to it come May with the conference tournaments and the daily episodes for the NCAA tournament. Um, adios, amigos. <laughs>